The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, and you're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want, you can give me a call, 877-207-2276. And uh, today's date for the podcasters is December 13th, 2023, and it's a nice Wednesday. All right. Hey, i got a question for you. Um, I don't know if any of you are, are seeing them, but we're doing one-minute video things. We're, we're doing a whole bunch. Just one-minute videos, and it's really good. we got a good system going. Uh, I produce them, and then Ernie edits, and or he does his stuff, and he, you know, and he puts them up. He's really good at that. So, if you have seen any of those, I'd like to, um, I'd like to know your uh, your feedback on it. Okay, I'd like to know your feedback on that if you have, because I'm interested. Okay, just if you've seen them, if you haven't, let us know. All right. Um, uh, sound like a foreigner. Something's up with the sound. So let me make sure, because I, I had to rush, let me make sure I got everything right. No, that, that looks good. The, that's right. Uh, everything looks good. Don't know what's going on. Hmm. Uh, it, it's all good. Everything's right, and uh, it should be working. Everything is good. Okay. So let me know if the sound is good or not good wherever you are. All right. Oh. Okay, what well, if I switch my headphones? That would be no sound. Already going. Oh, so you have sound. Oh, so it does work. <laughs> Little tech issues on their end. All right, we have nobody waiting. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. And since we have nobody waiting, and this is a nice Wednesday, sometimes we get a lot of callers really quickly. And... uh Okay, so Joanne says she loves them, those little shorts. I guess we call them shorts. I guess that's what it is. And uh, maybe, you know what, I just got an idea. Maybe if Ernie were to call in and then we get him on the air and he explains what they are, where they are. What do you think, Ernie? You, you got enough courage to do that? Yeah? Is he going to? All right, you know the number, 877-207-2276. We're doing these shorts, and I've got about eight more to do. I was going to do them today, but you know how life is sometimes. It just uh, it gives you a, a, you know, a curve. And so uh, we're trying to get them out all over the place, and they're supposed to be under one minute where I go through things. And it's tough. It's tough uh, just kind of making things through within 55 to 58, nine seconds. You know, I try to get as much information as I can in there and uh, and stuff like that. So I am interested if you have any feedback. Call up and tell us what you think. I'd like those. That'd be really great. All right. And if you are interested in emailing me a question for the radio or a question or a comment for the radio, just go to info at karm.org, info at karm.org, and just type in the subject line, uh, Radio question or radio comment, Ernie. Hey, buddy. Welcome. You're on the air, man. Hey. Hey, Matt. How you doing, brother? <laughs> doing all right. All right. So this is completely spontaneous, putting you on the spot. But as, uh, you know, as you know, and everybody, this is Ernie. He's been working with us about a year now, I guess, kind of, uh, right? Uh, well, technically, it's four years with a small, brief spot in the middle. But most people know that you don't even know what I do, so... 
well, who are you anyway? No. So, yeah, you, yeah, you help out a lot. You do. You, you do. You help out a lot. And tell us about these, these shorts, where they're going, and what. tell us about them so people can find them. Um, what we were trying to do is we're trying to change the way we market uh, a lot of the material that we put out because the attention span of the average adult and the young people that we really want to reach for Jesus it's changed a lot. So keeping somebody's attention, you really got to stay short. So YouTube and a few other platforms, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, which we're about to expand into, they all do things that they call shorts or reels. And you cram a lot of theology and love and correction and error fixing into 60 seconds and you upload it. Uh, so we shoot it out to currently we're putting them out to Rumble, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. On Facebook, I generate the reel, and it will actually go to our page, and then I'll also share it as a story. So we're kind of, it's like a shotgun blast, so to speak. We're kind of throwing that out everywhere, and then um, I, I got to be honest, some of them are generating more attention than I expected. Um, I've been really getting my my, my uh, work in these last couple of days on some of the ones on Catholicism. So they're making an impact. Um, when we first started doing it, we were seeing, you know, 200 views over a week. And uh, I uploaded one day before yesterday. I don't even think it's been right around, right out 48 hours. And we're already over 6,000 views. And I've been constantly debating and warring with people <laughs> who are really upset. Uh, but, you know, we're making that impact, and, and we're calling and correcting the Scripture, which is, you know, that's what we've got to hold it up to. The, yeah. I mean, no and matter what the—the uh, uh, the one that's really, really pushing the envelope there is the uh, the Catholic Church uh, says that Mary's—how um, did you word it? Part of the atonement that she atones for oh, sin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that much. one's exploding. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's right. really blowing up. Uh, oh, yeah. I even got to talk to you because I had to bring in some help just to moderate it. Uh, I had to turn it off last night so I could sleep. Uh, it's literally blowing up, so it's working. Um, yes. But yes. but it, it does a lot for us because it drives people to not only to, not only we get to witness to them and talk to them about what's going on, but they end up seeing you know scripture right in their face. Uh, they get the link to the site, and it drives people to our channels. Because a lot of the ways that those shorts go out, it's not directly on our channel. If you're subscribed to our YouTube channel at Carm Videos on YouTube, you would see it. Uh, but what's happening is because these shorts go into a different format, uh, people sit and just scroll and go from one to the other. So they'll just take their thumb and be flipping through them, and they might just land on ours. And if they do, um, then they'll end up hearing about Carm that way. And then we're experimenting with hashtags and driving those even further because people who, um, let's say that you're Catholic, just not to pick on a certain particular thing, but let's say you are, and we use hashtags like that, then the algorithms on all the social media networks pick up those hashtags. So if you're Catholic or Christian or whatever that may be, Facebook or Rumble or Google, or Google, pardon me, uh, YouTube, same thing, um, it's going to push that stuff to you because it knows what you watch and what you're geared to. So it's really opening up a, a new avenue for us to reach people. Good, 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 good. Yeah, because I know that you're uh, you know you're just diving into it, and uh, I just do the videos and then say, here it goes. We have a folder that uh, I, I do a video and put it up. And I guess you put in the uh, 
I'm curious. I was going to ask you this stuff anyway, but uh, do you put a, uh, what is it, the little, oh, yeah, the little thumbnail graphic. What's that? Yeah, the little thumbnail. The thumbnail, man. Yeah, do you put you create a thumbnail, don't you, or do you? Yeah, yeah, we use a thumbnail on some of them. Some of them haven't got it set up yet. Like YouTube, you can't use a thumbnail yet. Um, I don't know why. Okay. I think they're about to integrate that because it literally says yet, where it tells you you can't. But yeah, what I'm doing in particular is mass generating the, the content, and then I'm taking it and pushing it out to where it goes. And then he didn't really tell you, but we're also taking uh, a lot of show clips and things that we're finding that are relevant within the show, and I'm doing videos for those. And what I'll, what I'll do is I'll cut a clip out, like where Matt may be going into something with, uh, you know, maybe he's talking about the atonement or something like that, and it's just really good and thorough teaching. I'll go and download that, cut it up, and I'll, I'll re... I'm not redoing anything, but what I'll do is add graphics and put the scriptures up that Matt's hitting, and I'm feeding that onto the screen and then using overlay video like B-roll. So where there's times that Matt might be talking about something in particular, I can feed those videos in on top, and it really keeps the attention of the viewer and keeps them more engaged. So we're kind of reformatting how we're doing a lot of that stuff. And... In that same process, I can also pull out 60-second clips from the show when Matt, you know, doing a rant or, you know, beating up an atheist. And I can take those and make a short little 60-second <laughs> clip, and, and I'm throwing those up as shorts, too, in different channels, which is helping to drive people to channels that we're just now growing. Good. Well, good. Yeah, I got a lot more I want to do. I was hoping to do them today before the show, but I got I'll try and do them after the show. And then what I want to do is is develop a way on CARM to list all the videos that we're putting up in different places so that they can be found. So I didn't talk to you about that, just, uh, you know, where, which is the best um, platform to link to. So if someone wants to watch them, they can click. There, it just opens up. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to build you a gallery. Um, I'm, I'm caught up with a lot of my stuff now. So if you put me some videos out, I will start working on that this week and next week okay. and probably try to have something set up by next week. Sounds good. Hey, man, right. appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, man. Good stuff. You do a good job. You do a good job. And the graphics. Yeah. I've been noticing you've been doing some good graphics work. I was like, man, those are good. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I should double, that. My and, um, I should double your salary. Glory. You should double my salary. In fact, why don't you triple it? Why don't we just show <laughs> it all it. Yeah, yeah, well, it. Well, it. I just want to point out, there's this really rude guy named Alex, and, and he's been <laughs> pestering me, and he told me that he wants me to take all the radio shows that we stream to YouTube mm -hmm. and download them and cut out all the commercials and put them back up because Whoa. he doesn't like to fast forward. Can you believe we'll that guy? Yeah, that, well, you know, when just some people don't have all their paws in the litter box. We'll have to talk to Alex about that. I'm telling yeah. you what. Maybe Alex, maybe Alex could do that. Ooh, that's an idea. <laughs> you know, we need to get him to do something. Yeah, um, that would be nice. Um, all right, man. I wish there was a way. We've been you doing know, a lot of stuff with abortion clinic stuff. You know about all that? Yeah, he's been doing some good work. And he goes out all over the yeah. world, actually, and he does some good stuff. He's a good guy. I hope he didn't hear us say Thanks. that, though. Yeah, I definitely don't need any more uh, grief out of him. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks a lot, buddy. Ooh, good stuff, man. All right, brother. Good stuff. All right. All right, man. All okay. right. Have a good one. You too.
All right, that was Ernie. Yeah, he does a good job. He really does, uh, seriously. And uh, Lord's raising up. He's a volunteer. Uh, wish we had the money to pay people, but just how it is. Larry from Georgia. Larry, welcome. You're on the air. Uh, thank you. I'm going to try mm-hmm. not to be emotional on you here. I have something that is just ripping my heart out. Okay. Is Israel, Israel, or is Israel, Palestine? Both. I have a 42-year-old son that turned me on to you folks a long mm-hmm. time ago. Okay. And when I need spiritual advice or just any problems, I turn to y'all, and, and you and Ernie both are very good. Tell him I said thank you. Good. My son has not spoken to me for two months because of what's going on in Israel. And he tells me that I'm totally insane for backing Israel and all this horror that's going on over there. Ask him this. Has he studied the history of the... That's all right. That's all right. I get it. Ask him if he studied the history. And ask him if he knows that in 2005 that Israel gave to the Palestinians, the people, the strip, the Gaza Strip. Gave it to them. Provides them water and electricity. And that Hamas, by 2006, was in control. And that Hamas was using the, uh, the civilians there as, um, as, as fodder for destruction. And they were killing them. And they were it's a, an evil rule. And we'll get back. We'll talk a little bit more about what they're doing. Because I always I want to ask them, and this is the question, are you supporting Hamas, what they did with the women and the children? And you ask them, is this what you want? Is this what you're supporting? Do you want Israel to do it or not? And we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. As soon as they reactivate Larry, we'll get him on the air here. We'll continue to talk. Uh, and if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Larry, you're back on the air. Are you still there? Yes, sir, I'm still here. Okay. Uh, I approached my son with the information that you gave me. He told me that uh, the Israelis have no right to be doing any of that because since 1945, uh, that has been Palestine. He said all the Jews that are there now are European Jews, that they have nothing to do well, my premise to him is that Joshua led the Israelites into Canaan. They took the land, and since then it has been Israel, though they were dispersed all around the world. It is Israel. Am I correct in this? Yes, you are. God gave the land to the people of Israel. The Israelites uh, know, a lot of them, know what tribes they're descendant of. And they were dispersed all over the world. They still know. And they're still the people of Israel. I have a friend who's a completed Jew. And he goes around preaching and teaching for Jesus. And he you know, knows Hebrew. And uh, uh, there's a lot of Jewish stuff. He does Seder. He teaches. And he knows his uh, ancestry. He knows what tribe. 
And so they know what it is. And, you know, after the Holocaust, then uh, the land belonged, I believe it was, to Britain. And Britain ceded it to to the Jews because of the Holocaust, which the land which had already belonged to Israel, the people of Israel, because God gave it to them over 2,000 years ago, way over 2,000 years ago. And so all they're doing is manifesting that. In the 1948-49 war, Gaza was occupied occupied by Egypt for 19 years. And Israel occupied it in 1967 until 2005. And the reason was because the Six-Day War. They were attacked, so Israel defended itself. Now, if this guy wants to say they don't have the right to be there, then ask him this. Does he want to give the land back to the Indians here in America? You ask him that. Where is he living? And didn't the indigenous people of his, of uh, Americans have the land first? And I don't, you know, I, I'm not justifying it was okay and all this stuff. There's a lot of injustice that went on, but that's another topic. But just ask him. So the Israelites don't have the right to be there. So do you have the right to be here in America when the when the uh, American Indians were here first? Which is it? Do you want to have a double standard one for yourself? And you're going to say that Israel can't do it? And that the Palestinians are there and, they, and that they're not real Jews? When they are, they, of course they're Jews, they're real Jews. Who are you to say they're not? And who are you to sit back and say what they should and should not do? Furthermore, the Jews have been attacked from all the, not all, but you know, all around them, the, the Arab nations, who they know want to destroy them, kill them, murder them, and, and, and everything. Because the Quran says in Surah 551, do not take Jews and Christians as your friends. Don't do it. You're not supposed to even work with them. And when Jews and Christians are submitted or are under domination in Muslim-ruled countries, they're not allowed to have places of authority. They can't evangelize. They're heavily taxed. They're oppressed. The, the Jews in Israel know this. They know about the Six-Day War. They know about the uh, 1987 uh, uprising. They know about... Uh, they certainly have the memory of the Holocaust. And I've been to Israel twice and been to the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem. So they are going to protect themselves because they have the right to protect themselves. And if he, your son wants to say they don't have the right to protect themselves, then he must say he does not have the right to protect himself from anybody coming into his home, even though it was owned by people first a long time ago. Honesty, consistency. Your son does not know what he's talking about, and he's just uh, sorry, but you'll know what the term means. He's a useful idiot. No disrespect, man, but you know what the term yes, means. Yes, sir. Yeah. One brief follow up. Okay. Our Lord and Savior Jesus is not a Palestinian. That's right. He's not. He's a Jew. I'm correct in this. Yes, he was a Jew. <laughs> through and through. That's right. And his, he was his a, lineage. Yeah. Am I correct in this? That his lineage from David comes through his mother Mary. Both. Am I correct in that? Both. The biological line is through Mary. The legal line is through Joseph. That's why there's two okay, genealogies: thought, one in Luke and one in Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I read. I read and go everything I can that y'all have posted on on Facebook. So, okay, sir, I'm not going to take up any more of your valuable time on there. You've answered my question. You you folks at CARM are a blessing to me, and tell Ernie if he doesn't know it, he is. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He's, uh, in fact, I'm looking at him right now. He's smiling. Go ahead and nod, Ernie. I'm watching him on. Yeah, he's nodding. <laughs> and uh, he's one of those aw shucks moments, you know, so there you go. All right. Well, and if you thank have, you for everything that y'all do at CARM. <laughs> 
Okay, Beth. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. God bless. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. And pray for Larry, folks. Pray for him and his son situation. Uh, the leftists have gotten a lot of control in America, and they brainwash people. Israel has the right to be in that land. It has the right to defend itself. And the enemy is coming through. And then the useful idiots, the term, is, I believe, was used by Stalin. Uh, I think it was Stalin uh, who... who uh, who referred to the people in his own governmental system, his own nation, who were brainwashed enough to believe uh, that the leftist socialist media propaganda was all true, and they would protest and they would cause problems, which only helped the Communist Party to gain power. And he called them useful idiots because they would just believe what they were told. And so... uh, there's a lot of useful idiots in America because they believe what the leftist uh, media is telling us and the leftist schools. And by the way, are you aware of this, that uh, less and less people now are wanting to go to, to the indoctrination camps called uh, schools? And uh, in fact, it, there's such a, a, a decrease in applications for college that some corporations now are having internship programs where they actually have to train them in the basics of all kinds of stuff because the colleges aren't doing it and they don't people kids don't want to go to college because they're not learning anything in college except leftist propaganda why would they be doing that because the left is in control the left is a bunch of useful idiots useful idiots let's get to david from california david welcome you're on the air Hey, Matt. Um, hey. I'm just calling because I've heard you and Andrew Rappaport and a few other people talk Hillsong Bethel bad. That's correct. Um, I have never heard anyone actually explain why. Not that I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> just well, I have for, not heard the what's yes. wrong. Yeah, they teach some unbiblical stuff. Uh, some, one of the songs says, and I forget which one, I'm going to do an analysis on their lyrics. One of them says, God, I give you permission to blah, blah, blah. That's a heresy. It's a flat-out heresy. Now, they're not theologians, right. I get it, but uh, they should know better. They use great music, but what they're standing for is uh, part of the new apostolic reformation, modern-day prophecy, modern-day apostles, modern-day prophets that will then tell you what you need to do and how to get in a relationship with God. And that's not the case. You've got to point to Christ, not their modern-day prophets and stuff. I remember, a, uh, I think it was a Bethel uh, video, and if anybody out there knows where that is or has a copy of it, you've got to send it to me. And it was like five years ago, and I remember seeing with my own eyes, my jaw dropped couldn't believe what I saw, and there's the music, and I'll have to tell you when I get back. Okay, so hold on. And folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Uh, three open lines, 877-207-2276. Be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on with Dave. Are you still there? I am still here. All right, so the video that I saw was uh, a cabaret, Christmas cabaret style of Little Town of Bethlehem with dancing girls doing in, in very short, you know, all their legs bared, uh, you know, and they're 
their upper parts, you know, kind of squished together, and uh, doing the the thirties style cabaret when they would dance and kick their legs up like that, and uh, you know, into the tune of Little Town of Bethlehem. Okay, I remember seeing that. This is no joke, and they they took it down because it was just blasphemous. Uh, there have been scandals. Now, here's a there, there's a difference between being accused and being guilty. But when there's multitudinous amount of scandals that occur with a group, you you got to start paying attention. There's uh, issues of the funds being appropriately things. Some pastors uh, and men of Hillsong with with assaults. Uh, there's you know, I'd be careful. I say things, but let's say this: they uh, they support um, false teachers, like uh, Joyce Meyer and um, uh, Osteen and others. And their worship, mm. though, is often very beautiful, is um, is theologically heretical in some areas. It's one of the th- I have so much to do. One of the things I want to do is create a section just analyzing the lyrics from Hillsong and Bethel and other songs, because uh, it, they're just horrible. I mean, some some of them are, and some of them are not. You know, I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm just saying it, some of it's you know it's just really bad. You know, and I, this idea of God, I give you permission, give me a stinking break. How do you give God permission to do something? What a it just makes me want to puke it's so bad so there's just a lot of stuff there okay, okay. And that- when I went to Bethel I went to a Bethel in in sorry in Northern California uh, about three years ago I went and checked it out and I went through their library and there's just heresy books in there there are books of they could they and plus I know somebody or I knew somebody who get this who worked with people in Bethel and he didn't know or they did not know that he was a pastor who was researching them, who were right there in the area of Bethel in, um, in Northern California. And uh, he would listen to them and uh, l- be in their company when they were evangelizing and they never gave the gospel. It was, uh, what's your miracle for today? They'd go up and, and do a miracle. And uh, we'll pray for your miracle. But they would never give anybody the gospel. And when I went to Bethel, and I, after I left the bookstore, I went, I just followed the crowd, you know, and, and I meant they were going this one direction. I'm going to go check out what's going on here. And you go down in there, and what's your name? What's your email? What's this? What's that? Uh, what miracle do you want today? And this is how it is. And uh, it, it just is bad. It's just bad stuff going on. Okay? Okay. Because I'm kind of concerned at this point because... Well, my mom has a number of health problems and is in okay. substantial amount of pain. She's going to be going up there, coming up soon, and she's talked to people who have come back and said, yes, they have been healed, broken bones or dis- disformities and other such. Not that I don't think healings don't happen, and right. myself, um, I'm a meningitis survivor, missed the vaccine wow. by six months. So brain injury, seizure disorder, learning handicaps, blind for six months, all sorts of nasty stuff. So it's not that I don't believe in healing and that there's not. So it's not that I don't think that she can, like this would happen there. I'm just wondering how nervous I should be about um, their involvement in it. And I think some, 
she mentioned something about their prayer or healing ministry, them trying to set up a ministry like it at their at her church. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of nervous about what's that involved or what all that's going to bring. And All right. So let me see if I can say this um, and make it make sense. The scriptures are the final authority of all things, and everything that we believe and do should be governed by scripture, not by our experience. We don't want to negate experience, but experience is only true when it is consistent with scripture. Healings can occur by the power of the Holy Spirit, but healings can also occur by the power of the enemy. Jesus says in Matthew seven twenty two and 23, he says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name? Your name cast out demons. Your name perform many miracles. And he says, and I'll say to them, I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of evil. So there are healings that can occur in the name of Jesus that are not of God. Now, I'm not saying that this is the case with them. I'm just saying this is the theological truth we have to be aware of. Just because things are happening doesn't mean it's true. And if I were to, to do something and a miracle occurred because I, I spoke it, it doesn't mean I'm right. It just means that a miracle has occurred, and you have to judge all things by the truth of the Scriptures. Hillsong fails in many of the areas because they support heretical teachers, okay, and they support, uh, well, you know, blasphemous kind of, of uh, humanist uh, entertainment values, uh, you know, like this, this video I told you about. And there's a lot of scandals going on within their, their ranks, a lot of abuse that are, they've been accused of. And there's cult-like uh, characteristics there. And I could see that when I was there. And it doesn't mean it's a cult, but it's like, oh, man, the, the warning flags are just going on and on and on. When people give themselves over to a movement, it's very dangerous. And people, like I talked to a woman today. I was check, as at Walmart checking stuff out, and we got. I asked, "Hey, do people steal?" And she says, "Yes, they do." You know, and because he worked there, and I said, "Oh man, that's bad." I said, "You know, I, I believe in, in you know I'm a minister and blah blah blah." She goes, well, I, "I'm LDS." We got talking, and I just said, "Well, you know, the LDS. I know a lot about it." And she says, "We all believe in the same God." I said, "No, we don't." And we went in, and saying people give themselves over like this woman does to LDS, she'll believe that God came another planet and has relations with her goddess wife to make babies in heaven. I mean, it's ridiculous stupidity. It's not in Scripture. So people will believe yeah. that because it's called snapping. So your your mother, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to her whatsoever, I, I, but my wife yeah. has a lot of problems too. She's in constant pain, and I had to pick up meds for her today, as a matter of fact. She's got a lot of issues, so I, I get that. And... But she is so biblically oriented that she's not going to fall for this other stuff. But nevertheless, people who are in pain, they just want to be healed. And they want to turn to Christ. And here's a church where miracles are happening. They're going to go. And sometimes they're healed. Sometimes people are healed in the Catholic Church or the Mormon Church or the Jehovah's Witness Church. But it doesn't mean they're true. And so it's a difficult thing because I could say to your mom, if I was talking to her directly, I'd say, well, it's a bad church. It's a bad place. But does it mean she won't get healed? I can't say that. Because in Acts 19, the uh, the people were casting out demons in the name of Jesus, but they weren't even believers, and miracles were occurring. So, you know, I want your mom to be healed. And if somehow a miracle occurs in the name of Christ, it doesn't mean that that movement is true. You see, you see how difficult this is to wade through all of this? Yeah, I, I think at this point I'm just going to have to really be praying for well one for her healing because I want that but also for discernment right. and there you go. yeah 
That's exactly I've right. I've been accused of being way too opinionated as of late because I'm trying to find out, okay, what's actually going on, what's the truth of everything, and people makes a claim, is the claim right? <laughs> and actually exactly taking right. a stand. Exactly right. In fact, I'm um, motivated to do some research. I've been wanting to on Hillsong and, and do and pick up. i got so many things i got to do. I'm just buried. But uh, maybe I'll see if I can get a list of things documented. In fact, I'll tell you what, everybody out there listening, um, I'm willing to do an article and do research. If you know of certain ar- uh, like articles, this is everybody out there listening, uh, articles that deal with documentation of things that are going on with Hillsong and Bethel, and you can email them to me at info at karm.org. Or even if you don't know where that is, but you say, this was the issue. And then you tell it to me. I can research it and find it. I don't want to just spread gossip. That's not what's going to happen. I need to have documentation that these things are occurring. And so that's what I want to do. And uh, get some of the songs, which I have to analyze, which, Jared, the theology and some of them are just so bad. Um, Anyway, and so just because the music beautiful. In fact, I remember one of our daughters. I know I'm talking a lot, but but I remember one of our daughters uh, just fell in love with the song "Oceans," which is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life. It's beautiful, and she was enamored with the song and said, "Now I understand how great God is, and this and that and that and this." And I remember, I still remember thinking, "That's not good," because she's enamored with God because of the music not because of God. And she has turned to the New Age now. I'm not blaming that song. I'm just saying, when someone looks to the music and the feeling that the music can engender, then that's the wrong place. Okay? It's the wrong yeah. place. Not that music can't be beautiful and, and God-glorifying, you know? This is just not easy to wave through, if you know what I mean. But you're right. Pray for her yeah. for healing and discernment. Okay. Yeah, thanks. All right, brother. God bless. Let me know how it goes, okay? Mm-hmm. Call back later and let me know. Right. Okay. All right. Will do. All right. Hey, folks. There we go. We have nobody waiting. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Hey, just want to let you know that we're doing a matching uh, funds drive for the month of December. If you want, if you want to give me a call, I mean, give me a call. Jeez, we can do that, too. But, I mean, if you want to support us, all you got to do is go to carm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G, and uh, forward slash donate, and you can help us out. We ask $5 a month, $10 a month. I know it's not very much, but we do need it. We have missionaries in Brazil, um, Colombia, uh, Malawi and Nigeria and Turkey and uh, we are uh, working with them to promote and spread the gospel. we got stories we're going to be putting out a newsletter pretty soon uh, detailing uh, our guy in um, in uh, Georgia, not Georgia Josh, Nigeria and explaining how he was, uh, there's been attempts on his life for preaching the gospel by the Muslims, how he's arrested, uh, what's happened. People are leaving uh, false churches, coming out because of him. It's just great. And this is just one of the stories that we're talking about. And we hope to get that information out pretty soon. So if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. David, welcome. You're on the air. Thank you, Matthew. And, uh, you know, we just left the church uh, because um, I think... Worship music is about 
25 to 33% of the, the service. And we left the church because they played Hillsong, Bethel, and Elevation. Yep. And we didn't feel we were worshiping God. I mean, yeah, of course, they, they, they will sneak in uh, a worship song occasionally. But most of their music is, is man-centered. It, it, it is Jesus, my boyfriend music. And beside yeah. that, you got to remember when the church supports that, they're giving a percentage to those people. And those guys, Hellsong, I call them Hellsong, but that's a whole thing. But Hellsong, um, uh, Bethel, and Elevation are about 75% of Christian music out there. Yep. Yep. That's horrible. That's right. I know. And uh, uh, well, some I, of what I they do, do is very good, but that. yeah. Yeah. So, so my question is, uh, and uh, because every pastor is going to say this, well, but they do some good songs. We're going to pick out the good ones. What would you say to the pastor? I'd say, okay. So the Mormon Church produces a really good song. Should you sing it? Because even though everything else is bad, it's okay. Oh yeah, I know. I hate that. I hate that that one mm-hmm. Leonard Cohen song, Hallelujah, because it's blasphemous. Well, I got to change the, the uh, lyrics for that, but. Um, the argument no, you know, will only use the, the good songs. The Holy Dove moved in you. I mean, what? Yeah, he said the Holy Dove moved in you. He was talking about a, a relation with Mary, and it was horrible. It, Leonard what? Cohen's Hallelujah. It's a beautiful lyric, but again, it's written by a apostate Jew that didn't know God, send, and he has the gift of music, but he he blasphemed Jesus. Send me the, uh, the the information on that. You know, info. I will. From I will. I will. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, yeah, I want and, and, but to it's do a great that. lyric. I mean, that's the thing. It, he's he, his name is Cohen. They were the the singers. Yeah, but they were obviously having, you know, and that's another yeah. question. I have. Uh, mm-hmm. would would you please help me with my son? Is totally. He's got this thing where Ben Shapiro and all these people that hate Jesus are not real. Israel. They're not real Jews. They're not even related to Jesus. Would you help me with that a little bit? Well, what makes someone a real Jew? If you have a descendancy through the mother Mm -hmm. and the father legally and stuff, and you can trace your lineage back, you're a Jew. So who's this guy to say what a Jew is or isn't? I would ask the Jews. They're the ones who know they're Jews. And how do they know? Go find out what their criteria is that they've had. That's what I would do. Okay. Okay. Right. I didn't mean to sidetrack two or three questions, but thank right. you, Matt. All right, man. Well, God bless, buddy. Send me documentation. All right, All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. And I do want documentation from anybody and everybody out there. If you've got stuff on Hillsong, Bethel, Elevation, you know, documentation from news articles, whatever it is. If you don't have it, okay. And am I being nitpicky? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. They pick you to the point of necessity because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. We've got to make sure that our adoration and worship of God is correct. Would you want, for example, a Mormon church's uh, hymn being sung in your sung in your church? Mormonism that teaches God came from another planet, has a goddess wife, and they have relations in heaven. Spirit babies are produced, and then they inhabit human bodies at Earth, and you become a god of your own planet if you know handshakes. You go to the temple. So is that Christian? Of course not. You know, I'm sorry, but it's not. Okay, and Mormons think it is, but it's not. And so, in a Christian church, would it be okay to to uh, do a song from from them? Of course not. Well, what if it's a beautiful song and all the lyrics are really good? Is it okay? Well, of course not, because if you're going to go with a group and a movement that then 
uses you uh, a something you're given the stamp of approval on that group and this is why pastors and uh, and such should not do that you know the pastors and elders are going to be responsible to God for their what they permitted in the church and this is serious stuff and so I would recommend that uh, that that a lot of pastors and elders I'm going to step on toes. A lot of pastors and elders uh, do an exercise. Go outside and uh, and see which way the wind's blowing. And see if you have the urge to just look your finger and put it up in the air and see which way it's going. Because if that's you, if that's the kind of person you are that you want to relate to culture, and culture is really what needs to drive your service and drive your worship, then you're probably an apostate. See, the thing is not that we use the ways of the world to determine what we should be doing. We use Scripture to determine what we should be doing in our submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then let the world hear what the truth is. The work of the pastor is to equip the Christians for the work of ministry, not to make the church so comfortable for unbelievers and the music so wonderful that everybody just comes in and you de- you uh, derive your success by how many people are in the pews. That's not the measure of success. The measure of success is are you preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and are you equipping the saints for the work of ministry as the Bible says in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. That's what we have to measure ourselves by and we have to make sure that we as the ministers of, of the truth are speaking the word of truth and not sitting there to please men. That's not to say we need to make a service that's so foreign, you know, we have everything done in the 12th century and that's how it is. No, we're not talking about that. You know, we speak English, we use technology, that's fine, use guitars, that's not a problem. I'm just saying that if the goal is to bring in people by making it more comfortable for your church service and that's your goal, that's your ultimate goal, then that's a problem. It should not be that. It should be the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that in the presentation of the truth, may the people who are called by God come in because they want to hear truth, not because they want to be swayed by nice music and comfortable chairs. And... um, it's the obligation that we have to speak truth. As I've said so many times before, what we need to do is preach to thin the church out. And what I mean by that is we preach the truth. We preach the truth. I would be preaching to my congregation. If I were a pastor, again, I'd be saying things like, and this is the super condensed form. I mean, I'd be saying it nicely in a different context, but I'd be saying things like, you need to study the Word of God. You need to know the basics of the Christian faith. You need to know what evangelism is, and you need to know how to approach people in whatever context you're in to be able to expand the kingdom of God. And you don't live for yourself. You live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you think you live for yourself and it's all about you, then you need to repent. You need to come to faith in Christ in the truth of the what the gospel is that we're bought with uh, the blood of God and that we're no longer our own but we belong to him uh, if you s- to preach this kind of a thing a lot of people are going to leave the church and go to a church that'll tickle their ears and we don't want to do that we don't want that to be the case we want them to find the truth and the, the power of God's word and that's one more thing that bugs the bejeebers out of me is they go to churches and they have to introduce a sermon with a three four five minute introductory story to make, make people get in the mood to want to hear the truth of God's word and I think in my opinion that is a, a, a disservice to the word of God because it's an admission or proclamation by the such teachers that the word of God in and of itself is not powerful or sufficient that it needs to be couched in warmth and hammock theology to be able to make people ready to hear what the word of God is 
Well, why would they have to be made ready? Because the Word of God is spiritual, and the Word of God is what God has given to His sheep. And Jesus says, My sheep will hear my voice, and they'll come after me, John 10, 27, 28. So speak the power and the truth of the Word of God. Do it gently, do it patiently, do it carefully, do it with wisdom, but don't compromise the truth of God's Word. Use a story only as an illustration, as salt and pepper on the meat, but not as a substance, as is often the case. It's a shame what's happening in too many churches in America today. Paul from the UK, welcome. You're on the air, man. I will speak slowly because I'm conscious I have an accent. Um, we've That's spoken okay. before. I'm, <laughs> I'm studying. Um, I'm preparing a word for Sunday uh, based on Hebrews one on the subject of Christmas. However. Um, I'm looking at Hebrews 1, verse 2, and it says, okay. Whom he also created the world. And in there, it's using the word aeonis, not the word cosmos. Everywhere everywhere, it uses, everywhere else it uses aeonis, and then in Hebrews, it, it translates the word as forever, not the world, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. I just want to hear any ideas about why. Yes. So Ionos is just simply a word that means age. That's how it. it that's what it means yeah. uh, generically. Now to say forever, it's Ionios ton Ionion, and the age of the ages. So that's how that basically is. But um, let me go do a check here. I've done a lot of research on Ionion, and the word is uh, one six five, and it occurs one hundred twenty four times in the New Testament, and it is. Um, Hold on, oh, come on. There we go. Move this up. It's translated yeah, as so it forever. Seems to be that time, that, the time thing. Yeah, it seems that, as yes. opposed to this world yes. in this case. Yes, that's correct. And uh, so, uh, what basically is going on there? And in there, which I, I, I'm with you. I, I, and even in the NESB, which I think is great, I don't like that they use the word world. I think they should stick more with what the Greek and say he made the ages. I think that's what needs to be done. Yeah. But it doesn't make as much sense that way. Because what do you mean he made the ages? Well, the ages deal with the in the context in these last days. Well, put it this way. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets, so he's talking about Israel, he's talking about the people of God in many portions and in many ways. In these last days, in this present culture and time, mm -hmm. you know, in the world with the Jews, he's spoken of to, through his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the ages. And if you go to Colossians 1, 15 and 17, you know, all things are made by Christ. You know all, all things. Yeah. So I think what they're doing is trying to soften it a little bit and make it make more sense by the world. And I would prefer that they would just say ages. That's what I prefer. Okay. So I'm with you Thank on you. that one. Thank you. All right. I but, started with you. It just stood out. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the in fact I'm looking. The ESV says world, as does the King James, New King James, uh, the RSV, the LEB, the NIV eighty four says universe, the CSB says universe, the Dewey Rames says world, and um, let's see some other ones here. The Septuagint just says that. Uh, the universe and the HCSB and made the universe in the ISV. So. He made 
So it looks like he's talking about making physical things, which is why the word world is used. Mm. Okay. Okay. But but hey, I'm with you. I wish they would keep the word ages because it would cause people to go, what? And start looking. I like that. Hey, buddy, there's the music. I've got to go. we got to go. There's the music. Call back tomorrow, okay? Okay, brother. God bless. Okay. Hey, folks, sorry about that. I don't like cutting him off because he's from UK. But hey, by God's grace, back on here tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Another program powered by the Truth Network.